What is up, what is up, what is up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show. I'm your host, Mitch Davis. It is Friday, September 4th. We are less than 24 hours away until the kickoff of the 2020 Memphis football season. The Tigers take on the Arkansas State Red Wolves Saturday night at 7 p.m. on ESPN. In honor of that, we've got a very special edition of the podcast today. I am joined by Kara Ritchie from 95.3 The Ticket out of Jonesboro, Arkansas. She joined the podcast to talk all things Arkansas State football. It was a really fun interview that I know each and every one of you will enjoy. But before we get into the interview, I want to do a special thank you to our sponsors at S.Y. Wilson in Arlington, Tennessee. They're located on the historic Arlington, Tennessee Depot Square. Be sure you go check them out. If you're one of the lucky 4,200 fans that get to go into the Liberty Bowl Stadium, head on down to S.Y. Wilson before you go to get all of your Memphis apparel needs. If you're not, still head on over to S.Y. Wilson for all your collegiate kayaking and every other kind of need that you could possibly want there at S.Y. Wilson and historic Arlington, Tennessee Depot Square. I'm your host, Mitch Davis. You can follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight. Like the Facebook page at The Mitch Davis Show. And also on TikTok and Instagram at The Mitch Davis Show as well. And on Twitter at Mitch Davis underscore eight. Be sure you like and subscribe to wherever you like to listen to your podcast just by simply typing in The Mitch Davis Show. Without further ado, I would like to welcome Kara Ritchie to the show. I am joined now all the way from Jonesboro, Arkansas, to preview the Arkansas State and Memphis game tomorrow. Kara Ritchie, who is a sports radio host for 95.3 The Ticket uh, there in Jonesboro. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Thanks so much for having me. How are you? Oh, doing well. It's, uh, it's our pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Let's talk a little bit about the game. What are you excited about just heading into this? Let's talk a little bit about this rivalry. You've been putting out a lot of cool stuff on Twitter um, about the rivalry game. What are some of the interesting old-fashioned stories that you have found on the Internet? Well, I'm trying to go back. Um, there's a couple different things. One, I was trying to go back and find out some information about not the start of this rivalry, but pretty close to it. Because if you go back and look, this, this rivalry actually started all the way back in 1914. And then... Uh, you flash forward a couple of years, and there seems to be a little bit of a discrepancy about the 1918 game, which is not exactly easy to research, but um, but it's worth noting this year because that game was played in a pandemic. So this is not the first time that Arkansas State and Memphis are meeting in a pandemic. So I was trying to go back and find some info for that. I couldn't on that particular game, but along the way did find you know information about 1919 when... 
the State Agricultural College topped West Tennessee Normal by the final score of six to nothing, which I'm sure was an absolute thriller. And then these teams just continue to play for years and years and years and years. Um, they've taken a couple of different breaks. In fact, uh, they didn't play much during the 40s, but uh, with there being you know World War II that decade, there's a lot of teams that, that didn't play a lot. And then they took off from 1957 to 1975, and it was a little bit more uh, you know steady uh, play from. 75 on for a little bit, but, you know, now we get to the point where these teams haven't played in, in seven years, and, you know, personally, I, I think they're due, so I'm glad to be able to see this one again on Saturday. Looking at the Arkansas State depth chart, they have several players from the city of Memphis. Uh, most notable, a guy that's uh, very Twitter active, and he's also uh, is looking forward to coming back to his hometown, uh, Jacob Still. Talk about the Memphis guys and Jacob Still and what they mean to Arkansas State and how big this game is for them. Well, Jenkins Still in particular is, is, you know, a very crucial part of that Arkansas State offensive line. You know, he's a redshirt senior. He's started now forever since he got on the Arkansas State campus pretty much. And he's just, you know, the de facto leader there of, of that unit. And also, you know, a guy that's very talented, very good at what he does. And so he's a huge piece of making sure that that offense can go. Several other good standouts in Memphis. And this has been, you know, an area where Arkansas State, if possible, does like to recruit. It's right across the river. So it means that players can still technically leave home, but also not be that far away from home. And one of the other guys that I'm curious if we're going to see, uh, or how much we'll see tomorrow, is uh, Corbett Mims. Mims was a very, very good player uh, last season for Kirby High School. And, in fact, I think he was one of, like, the dandy dozen by the commercial appeal or things like that. And he had an absolute ton of offers, and he latched on to Arkansas State early and stayed uh, with Arkansas State. So I'm really interested to see how much he'll get on the field, if at all, as a true freshman. He's currently not listed, listed excuse me, on the depth chart, but I wouldn't be completely stunned if he did make his way out onto the field. You've got a couple other guys uh, from Memphis, including Jamal Jones, a six-year senior, who we are definitely going to see at running back. Uh, he didn't get to play much in the early part of his career, but then last year, due to some significant injuries with the running back union, uh, we got to see Jones score his first touchdown, and, and he's going to get a lot of carries on Saturday. And then one other notable guy that I do want to point out, and uh, he's not actually a Memphis guy, but... Anthony Switzer is a sophomore. He's going to be a starter at that star position, just a really crucial position in David Duggan's offense. And he had a Memphis offer, and then all of a sudden he didn't have a Memphis offer. So he has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, I think, about this game, and he's, he's hoping to go out and perform really well. Talking a little bit about uh, the offense, talk about the quarterback situation. Is there much of a quarterback uh, battle between the two, or have they come out uh, out of camp and named their clear-cut starter? Well, they we know that Logan Bonner is going to be taking the first snaps of the season, and there's absolutely no doubt about that in any way, shape, or form. But we're also going to see Lane Hatcher, and the question is just how much of Lane Hatcher will we see? This has been a really interesting story um, as far as the competition between these two guys because you go back to last season, Logan Barner was the starter, started the first four games, had a really good start, 10 touchdowns to just one interception, and then had like the Drew Brees injury, tore the ligament in his thumb, and was shut down for the rest of the season. We then saw Lane Hatcher come in, 
and he did a phenomenal job at quarterback as just a redshirt freshman, and he was very, very good and was there at QB for the final nine games of the season, uh, threw for over 2,500 yards, uh, excuse me, over 2,900 yards, and had a really good year, but all of that being said, spring, Blake Anderson continued to say, Logan Bonner is our guy, Logan Bonner is our guy, Logan Bonner is our guy. So, fast forward to fall, and Lane Hatcher had apparently put in just a ton of work over the summer, and all of a sudden made it much more of a competition than anybody had believed it was going to be a few months back. So, it's it's still going to be Logan Bonner is QB1, but it's almost like Lane Hatcher is QB1B. And as to how much of either guy we'll see, I, I can't give you that answer, but I, I do strongly believe we'll see both out there on Saturday at some point. Jumping over to the defensive side of the ball before we get into the actual matchup with Memphis and also a little coronavirus talk as well. Uh, talk about the three returning starters on the defensive side of the ball and who do you expect to become the leader out of that unit? Well, this is really, a, a we'll go kind of group by group, but, you know, the defensive line, uh, the leader there is Forrest Merrill, and there's no doubt about it. He's just a behemoth in, in the middle of that line. He's he is probably hands down the strongest dude on the team, pound for pound. And this defense took a significant hit last year when he was injured, I think, after the fifth game of the season. Uh, they had to restructure the line. In fact, there were so many injuries on the defensive line last year that in the middle of the season, Arkansas State switched its defensive scheme, which is something, I mean, look, we don't see that happen ever. That never happens in the middle of the season. So that was a huge shift there for the Arkansas State defense. In the secondary, uh, that unit has to be led by Antonio Fletcher. Um, there's not any question about it because it is a really, really young unit. And he's got the most playing time there. He's just going to have to step up and lead that group. And then you look at some of the other guys that have a lot of experience. You know, Caleb Bonner there at linebacker is gotten to be a guy that, according to this coaching staff, has turned into more of a vocal leader. Uh, which you have to have. I think last year this was a defense, a defense, excuse me, that maybe didn't necessarily have that guy on the sideline that was rallying his teammates maybe the way that they needed. So uh, Caleb Bonner appears to have done that this fall, and that's going to be huge for both that linebacking group and just the Arkansas State defense in general. Before we get into the matchup with Memphis, let's talk about Arkansas State's preparation for the coronavirus. They They've been on the forefront of this thing. Uh, Blake Anderson, of course, your athletics director over there, uh, got the EKGs, got every player tested three times a week, I think is what I've heard from a couple players. Uh, talk about their coronavirus uh, preparation and what they've done to combat this uh, the global pandemic we're going on. Well, just like a lot of you know other programs, it's, it's making sure you have your mask, making sure you have your social distancing, make, making sure you're following all of the state-mandated protocols in terms of how many people can be in a workout facility at a certain time or in an area at a certain time and things like that. So they've been very, very diligent about making sure that that happens. And because of that, we did see some positive tests around Arkansas State Athletics. Um, gosh, right when athletes reported back, I think there were seven positive tests. And they really haven't reported on any after that. Uh, so I'm not sure what the COVID impact is going to be over the next few weeks because every every team in the country, if you're playing, is at some point in time going to have a positive test. The question is just what happens after that. Now, one of the things that I really, really commend Arkansas State on is the fact that once the news started to come out that 
you know, asymptomatic and, and fairly healthy individuals were coming down with myocarditis, uh, they decided to go ahead and do EKGs on every single Arkansas State football player. So there was an off day. They go in and do, do the test, and they actually found um, a couple of abnormalities. And one in particular was from freshman running back Lincoln Perry. Lincoln Perry is actually a Germantown guy. He was Mr. Tennessee football in 2019. <laughs> um, and so they found a little bit of a – they wouldn't elaborate on exactly what it was, but some kind of heart defect, something uh, that could cause significant worries in the future. And they just did a quick procedure, cleaned it right back up. Uh, that was a month ago, three weeks ago, and he's actually going to be good to go on Saturday. So, again, big hat tip to administration and coaches for – going through and, and being diligent about looking after the health of their players. Talk a little bit about this matchup with Memphis. Uh, you know, it looks like on paper Memphis is a 19.5-point favorite, but Arkansas State, with this being a regional rivalry, what, are, what have they seen on tape of this Memphis team? Well, I think the significant concern is always going to be the Memphis offense because even without Kenny Gainwell, you know, having a 12-year quarterback in Brady White, who, of course, has not been there that long, but it just feels like it, you know, just having somebody who is that much of a veteran to be able to lead that offense is, you know, trying to battle that is a significant concern, especially when you add into the fact that, you know, there are there is some inexperience on this A-State defense, particularly in the secondary. So what are you going to do there in terms of being able to corral Brady White and Devine Coxie? Uh, that is a big, significant challenge for even more experienced teams than Arkansas State. I think, you know, when you when you look at this, that's, that's kind of the question, is just what defense is going to stand up and, and make an extra stop or two, because I have confidence in both offenses being able to score, just who can have one or two uh, more tackles for loss, who can have one or two, uh, or who can thwart one or two more explosive plays. Uh, it could really be a, a wild one early. Let's get your game prediction and your keys to the game for Arkansas State before we wrap this up. So let's start with the let's start with the uh, the game prediction itself, and then we'll also get into the keys of the game for Arkansas State. I think that ultimately Memphis just has more talent uh, in in uh, all together. So it's hard not to pick them to win this one, but I, I don't think they'll cover. I, I can't see. I can't wrap my head around Memphis winning by. 19 points. I think this would be could be a lot closer, a 10 point game somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, but uh, as far as you know, keys to the game or anything like that, it, it's really just about. Well, there's a couple of things. One, uh, Arkansas State. I would like to see how much of a difference you know their defensive line can make this year because the simple fact is this: the secondary is young, they're inexperienced, they're going to get burned a couple times. So, can you create any pressure there? with your defensive line to put Brady White on his heels a little bit so that you can take, excuse me, or so that you can give him just a little bit less time to throw and maybe he won't just pick apart that Arkansas State secondary. So can the defensive front set the tone? And then on offense, uh, can can the Red Bulls take advantage of red zone trips? Uh, This has been red zone conversion percentage for, for eight days was fairly poor in 2018. It was a lot better in 2019. However, a huge part of that is because A-State had a phenomenal field goal kicker last year. So you were at least getting three points out of every trip. But uh, they're going to need to take advantage of any opportunities they have and turn those three points into seven 
if they're going to be able to win in a shootout, which is what it feels like it'll be against Memphis. She is Kara Ritchie. Tell them where they can follow you on Twitter and find your awesome radio show. I heard today's show with Evan Barnes. Uh, so tell them where they can find all your work. Sure, I'm at Kara underscore Ritchie on Twitter. And then uh, also, as far as the stations, if you're ever in the Jonesville area, you can tune in on KNEA 970 AM along with 95.3 and 96.9 FM. Or we stream every day at 953theticket.com. You have been listening to the Mitch Davis Show. I've been your host, Mitch Davis. Very special thank you to Kara Ritchie from 95.3 The Ticket out of Jonesboro, Arkansas, for coming on the podcast today to talk about all things Arkansas State football and to give us a preview of the Memphis and Arkansas State matchup that's going to happen Saturday night at 7 p.m. on ESPN. Follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore 8 or on the other social media platforms by simply typing in The Mitch Davis Show. You can also find all my work at TigerSportsReport.com and NoHuddleSports.com. Special shout-out to S.Y. Wilson for their continued support of The Mitch Davis Show. And until next time, enjoy your weekend, enjoy some football, and enjoy some good food.